We are back for hour three here, live from Canton, Ohio. We were just outside the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. We're later on tonight. We'll see Alan Fanica go into, yeah. the, into the Hall of Fame. Last night was a, a very special night here in that? Canton. Yeah. Um, I, you see this happen. I've seen it happen in the past where Steeler fans just come in and take the, take the joint over. We <laughs> saw it happen a few years ago when Jerome Bettis went in. Uh, the, the place was rocking. Uh, you know, well, this had to be an extreme, though. I mean, there was a lot of Steelers going in. Yeah, it, it's, it was different in, in that they kind of changed the, the layout here. Where last year, or on previous years, I'm sorry, um, previous years the, the stage was at the far end zone on mm. the left. Yeah, okay, I can picture the, that. Right. So the, you had that. And so they had the full, the, the, the floor of the stadium was all people. Mm-hmm. All the, like the, enti- the entire football field. It still kind of is, but now they take away part of the seating there opposite I don't know if they fit the same number of people in Yeah, I don't know if or I don't not. Know if they got the layout. Or I know they whatever. had 20,000 for the uh for the they game the other night. Oh, really? They had 20,000 for the game. Okay. I, I assume they had probably more than that last night. Hmm. And of the 20, let's say it's 25,000, probably 20,000 of them were still. Oh, well, it had to be 75% <laughs> yeah. at least. I, I mean, they've some Matt Water and yeah. Manning jerseys and stuff this weekend, but a lot of 43s and a lot of a lot black of 43s, and gold. Yeah. yeah. A lot of black and gold. A lot of uh, you saw a couple of people with like had to cower heads in the, in the yeah 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 in the uh, the stands and things. Oh, of that they represented nature. well. Yeah, uh, it was a big deal, uh, a big deal for Steeler Nation. And no team has ever had five guys go in in one weekend. Wow. Yeah, I guess you wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I mean, even I, I, I look situation. back, even the first Hall of Fame yeah, class, yeah, there yeah. were like I think it was like eleven guys that went in or something like that. Um, yeah, that'll never they split that it up. Kid. I mean, you, you couldn't have them all. You know, you couldn't have seven bears go in that first year or something like that. <laughs> of course. Um, but yeah, it was it was a big night and a big night for Donnie Shell, who yeah. waited more than thirty years since his retirement. I thought his speech to, was great. Yeah. his family was very cool. I mean, um, that is a very long wait, and uh, you know, I think he's deserving too. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, if you think about it, the fifty-one interceptions from the strong safety it's position, a big number in an era that he largely played in, where the ball was not thrown, not often, a lot. And he had a bunch of college. I mean, yeah. obvious ball skills. I, I hadn't realized this until we did uh, an event a couple of years ago, where we were interviewing like J.T. Thomas and people off that defense, and they're like, "Donnie Shell was our slot corner." Yeah, you know, he just. I mean, times were a little different then. But yeah, he walked out and played the slot as a former linebacker. You know, linebacker yeah. turned safety, you know, kind of the Cardinal Lake move. Um, but he was guarding slot receivers at that point, too. You know, I mean, in addition to – you asked Wolf or any of those guys, too. You know, Wolf was talking about, like, one of his first practices. He came around pulling, and Donnie Shell just blew him apart. You know, I mean, like, <laughs> huge hitter and very physical player, too. You see – and, you know, you look at him even now. I mean, he's still a well-put-together yeah, yeah. dude. I mean, yeah. not super tall, but – Physically, he's not a young man anymore. Yeah, yeah right. right. I mean, imagine, right. So I can only imagine what he was like as a as a hitter, as a compact mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. A very explosive, powerful player. I mean, how does he not get drafted too? Yeah. yeah but, somebody said to me, "Well, nobody knew what South Carolina State was at that did. point." Well, here's the thing: Marion Motley and Deacon Jones both played at South Carolina State, so it's not <laughs> it's like South good, Carolina right, right. State shouldn't have been on the. You they know, weren't a new football program. No, they right. were. They Maybe put we out some go guys. There and look what yeah. they got. Right. <laughs> That's a good point. But teams just didn't do that to uh, no. to a large degree back then. And Bill Nunn just had that relationship. I say, oh, he had the ends. With, yeah, he had yeah. the and he was able to talk Donnie Shell uh, through you know through the coach and then talking to Shell himself. Hey, hey, come here. 
we'll give you a shot. Yeah, we'll make you a safety. We want to make you a safety. We'll give you a chance to play in the NFL, and that's, you know, all you can ask for. Not every team does. Yeah, the crazy thing is that that 74-year, his first season, there was a holdout. There was a strike that year. Yeah, you mentioned it. The veterans held out that year. It was the first real – a couple more early reps. The first real strike in the NFL, and that allowed guys like him and, of course, the other members of that great rookie draft class to – to earn a spot, 13 rookies on that 74 Steelers team. And, that's and they only they had, I think they only had 45 on the roster back uh, then. And they were definitely smaller rosters. Yeah. They had less games, smaller rosters. And I, obviously at that point, too, Noel was coming in and looking at this roster going, you know, half you guys aren't going to be here. You right. Know, we, we, we it was the same thing. Fly. You heard Jimbo Covert say in his speech last night. Familiar, the the right. Ditka, Ditka came in and said, I hey, think Ditka stole it from Noel. He might have stole that from Noel. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, we're going to, you know, we're going to win the Super Bowl, but uh, half of you guys aren't going to be here to see it. <laughs> <laughs> and both were right. And both were correct yep. about that. But uh, let's hear yeah, Donnie Shell's speech from last night. Here's what Donnie had to say at his induction. Thank you. First, I'd like to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for this award. I'd like to acknowledge my parents, Aria and Leon Shell, my wife's parents, Norris and Francine Richardson, played a critical part in our lives and our children's lives, now our grandchildren. I appreciate my wife, Paulette, for 45 years putting up with me. And my children, April, Don, Donnie, and Octavius who are here tonight. The love of my life, my grandchildren, Zena, Zoe, and Elle. Very special. All of my family, the Shell family, I'd like to acknowledge them, Kissy and Hollis Johnson, and Coach Lefter Johnson, my high school coach, Coach and my parents, uh, I know you're very proud, and Coach, we made it. All my friends in Whitmire, South Carolina, and, and South Carolina State University president, acting president, Alan Conyers, who is celebrating 125 years of existence. I would encourage all parents to send their school to South Carolina State University because someday they may be a, a general in the Army, a Supreme Court Justice in the United States, a United States Congress representative, or just maybe, or just maybe in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I'd like to thank the, the David Baker and the Blue Ribbon Committee and his staff all my former teammates. <laughs> President of the Steelers Organization, Arthur Rooney II. Appreciate you. And last but not least, Steeler Nation.
It's been a long journey, but a good one. I arrived in Pittsburgh in 1974 as an undrafted free agent, and now I'm in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Only God can do that. I remember when I first arrived in training camp, a reporter uh, mentioned to me, I want to interview you after you have lunch. I said, sure. He begins the interview with this, with this statement. Don't you know you're a long shot to make the Steelers team because you're undrafted and a free agent and you're not going to get many reps or many chances in practice to show what you can do on the field? Obviously, he's not familiar with Coach Willie Jeffries from South Carolina State University and the South Carolina State Bulldog tenacity. However, factually, he was correct. When the facts get in the way of your goal, you must go against the grain of what is true to achieve your goal. So I looked him square in the eye and I said, Mister, I'm from South Carolina State University. Coach Willie Jefferson said, I can do whatever I want to do when I get to training camp. I have a good chance to make this team. The thing I like about Coach Chuck Noll is he, he did not care about where you came from or what college you went to, but are you self-motivated? Praise God for coaches who are not only coaches in HBCUs, but mentors and fathers to their players. Praise God for Bill Nunn. who advocated for HBCU players across the NFL and had the foreseeability to switch me from linebacker to strong safety. Please do not let obstacles, trials, unforeseen circumstances deter you from accomplishing your dreams and goals you set for yourselves. At the end of training camp, I was one of 13 rookies to make that team. I'd just like to leave you a few words of, of scripture, of encouraging words of scripture for you. 2 Corinthians 4, 7, 9 says, We have this treasure in earthen vessels and jars of clay, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of ourselves. Sometimes we are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. We are struck down, but not destroyed. I thank God we always have a but-not with God. Romans 5 and 3 and 5. And not only that, but we glory in tribulations. Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance proven character, and proven character hope. And hope that does not disappoint because the love of God has been shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. We must be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that the labor that your Lord, that the labor in the Lord is not in vain. In closing, we in the United States must become servant leaders. And a great example of that all my 14 years and still today is the steel organization of being a servant leader. A servant leader is one who's motivated by love and humility, but demonstrated by example. And that's what we need to do. May God bless you. May God continue to bless the United States of America. Thank you. That was Donnie Schell, uh, his induction ceremony speech last night. Uh, I, I just uh, 
Yeah, well, class act. About a, a football field's length away from where we're <laughs> yeah, sitting here exactly. today. Good stuff from Donnie, and uh, as you can tell, he's a, a, a man uh, who has a deep faith. Sure. Uh, and uh, you know, I think that Good helped message. him persevere uh, throughout the, the course of his career. You know, joining. You can imagine joining that team. In well, 19- they weren't that team yet, though. But the the the, well, the foundation was there. Starting the yeah, starting right, foundation right, right. was there. They, they won the Super Bowl in '74. Made it. Yeah, you yeah. made it. You made the team that won the Super Bowl as an undrafted rookie mm-hmm. when they had. I want to say it was you like, had to realize they were going places like 24 quickly. rounds in the draft. I mean, it wasn't like it was is today where it was a seven round draft. Right, like, right you went right. undrafted like I think it was at least 16 You're rounds back then. Yeah, shot and as you mentioned, <laughs> there's a smaller roster. Uh, improving <clears throat> roster. I mean, that'd be one Absolutely. of these teams we're talking about now. Like, look out for the Steelers. They're, yeah. like they're turning the corner. And, you know, the, uh, the good young quarterback, great defense in the mix. And, you know, it, it, imagine the impression he had to make in camp and preseason. Was so. starting. Right. Uh, no, I'm sorry. He wasn't starting that year. He, he didn't start that year. Uh, it was a couple of years before he mm-hmm. became the starter, but still was a key member of that key team. Key member of them, yeah. Um, that the 10th team. member of those, of those Steeler teams, 10th player. Okay. Those Steeler teams, not including coach, not including and, right, Chuck right, right, Noll right. or you know Dan Rooney or, or now Bill Nunn, right? Uh, but Heart the tenth Rooney player or, right. of that of that team to go into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but I guess only the fourth defensive player, fifth defensive player. Yeah, I mean only the fifth, only right? the only the fifth guy. <laughs> right, right. You out know. of eleven, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's pretty good. But I, I, I forget. I guess Berman said that going in, like. Well, this is the fifth member of the defense. Well, Berman made some mistakes in some of his stuff last night. He, for example, Berman he said may have seen better days. He said that uh, uh, only Mike Webster had played more games or more seasons with the Steelers or with the Steelers in ben ste- team history. Uh, ben Roethlisberger is now at eighteen. He forgot about him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh, by getting the way. in double digits is wonderful. And yeah. nothing against Donnie or Webby. No, or, uh, absolutely or not. But Ben's on 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> the guy who's still currently the quarterback. But nobody uh, picked up on that. I we're going to take a break here. When we come back, we'll hear from Bill Cower. Yeah, nice. We'll do that right this after this, and too. then we'll finish things up uh, later on in the show with uh, Troy Palomalo's induction speech. If cool. you, if you weren't uh, moved listening to that one, um, maybe you're not human. His, his kids kind of look like him, by the way, too. A little bit. Yeah, yeah they always have. And the bust was awesome too, with the hair. And yeah, all that. absolutely. Cool. But uh, he is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to live coverage here on ESPN 970 and Steelers Nation Radio, live from Canton, Ohio. We'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson, live from. Canton, Ohio, where we're just uh, on the other side. The Hall of Fame itself is actually on the other side of the stadium, so mm, technically right, 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 we're a little right. we're a little farther from the Hall Stadium's of Fame. Stadium between us and yeah. the Hall of Fame itself. But you got right. Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium right on the right, other right, side. Right, of this, That's where this the wall over here. are, and right, everything happening over there tonight, uh, where we'll see Alan Fanica inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in just about uh, the, the ceremony will start about an hour from now, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe and I think it's seven o'clock. Seven o'clock it's tonight. Five twenty. So hour and a half. So right. Okay. Yeah. Hour and a half. But uh, so I'm thinking that some sometime around seven thirty, eight o'clock. Right, Alan. Yeah. No, actually, maybe around eight thirty. I say later than that, right? Somewhere around eight thirty, Alan Fanica will give his speech tonight. And that nice. will be a a big one for Steeler fans uh, uh, who've enjoyed a heck of a weekend. I, yeah, I, I ran into. It last uh, night too. I ran into Rick Goslin, who's one of the Hall of Fame voters. Uh, 
uh, here earlier, and he was talking about what a big weekend it is for Steeler fans. Oh, it's and just it's just huge. He said yeah. it's just so impressive to see how they show up. Now, obviously, you're close to. It sure helps. It's a drive. Yeah, it's not in New Mexico, or you know, but right. I guarantee all the people who were here yesterday weren't from Pittsburgh. Oh, without question, <laughs> without question, right? No, but they do represent well. They're Steeler fans are fortunate enough that it's just somewhat of a regular occurrence that somebody yeah. goes in, you know, that they saw and you know were fans of growing yeah, up. Yeah, twenty six members now, I believe, of the uh, who are primary members of the franchise mm-hmm. are now in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Wow, wow, that's the second most uh, tied with Green Bay, I believe. Chicago, Chicago's one. Chicago's one with I think thirty one. And a lot of them are. From many Jimbo Cover, yeah, Jimbo Cover. Jimbo's new, yeah. right, right. Was that was new. fun too with the pit stuff. Yeah, good stuff from him. Uh, very, very funny. Uh, took some shots at Penn State, which <laughs> I don't mind that. <laughs> I didn't have a problem with it. <laughs> didn't realize him and Suey were such good buds. I thought that immediately that that was in the the height of the pit Penn State rivals. Yeah, too, think about know? that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, a lot of fun there. Uh, but uh, we heard from Bill Cower last night. Yeah, it was good. And too. his speech was uh, was great, heartfelt. Uh, mentioned uh, also heard, from Pittsburgh. Yeah, also a Pittsburgh kid like. Uh, like uh, uh, Jimbo Cover, yeah, yeah. so a couple of uh, guys who with with Whippeal roots, I guess you would say. Yeah, yeah, good point. Th- uh, going into the Hall of Fame, but uh, I did want to play back uh, Bill Cowers' acceptance speech last night. Uh, the crowd uh, getting into it. Uh, he fin- he finished up the night. So here's what the former head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers had to say. The first thing I'd like to do um, is just say congrats to my fellow enshrinees and all the Gold Jackets on this stage tonight. It's an honor to go in with each and every one of you. Your individual careers and journeys are remarkable and inspiring. But what a weekend for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is unbelievable to me to go in the Hall of Fame on the same weekend with two guys you drafted, Troy Palomalu and Alan Fanica. Also, Donnie Shell and the late, great Bill Nunn. With the Pittsburgh Steelers on this stage, the Gold Jackets on this stage, you guys set the standard and created the culture. And it's our job to keep it going. So I guess being last to speak has its benefits. You're not infringing on the next guy if you go too long. And if the music starts to play, if I do go bong, it won't bother me. I'm used to talking while music is playing. My wife is a musician. And for those of you still here, thank you for staying. To give proper perspective, I've been in football since the age of 10, 54 years. The last 42 years, I've been in the National Football League as a player, a coach, or an analyst. The last 30 years, I've been with just two teams. As a matter of fact, this year marks 15 years with each one. When you're together for 15 years, a team becomes your family. My Pittsburgh Steelers family and my CBS family. Thank you, Sean McManus and David Burson and all my CBS colleagues who are out here tonight. CBS and Pittsburgh are very similar. It's all about the culture and the people. For 30 years, it's been a blessing to call work your home away from home. Thank you. 
how do you put in such little time the impact that others have had on this journey? I'm going to attempt to do this by the pockets of people I've surrounded myself with. Number one, my friends. My friends from Carlington High School to North Carolina to Pittsburgh and to New York. I've always preached that it's important to surround yourself with good people. People are with you for who you are as a person, not what you do. Thank you for your unconditional friendship. Thank you, guys. Secondly, I talk about the players. It's all the guys I played with from Pop Warner Football in Crafton, Pennsylvania. To Carlington High School. To my NC State crew that's out here. To the Cleveland Browns. And to the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, no, 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 don't go there. I got two kids that were born in Cleveland. You know, playing football is about camaraderie and having each other's back. It's all about building relationships and friendships through the workouts, the practices, the games, and all the time that we spend together. Thank you, guys. The players who played for me as a coach, from the Cleveland Browns to the Kansas City Chiefs and to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Since our last enshrinement, we saw tonight the memoriam We've lost a number of Hall of Famers. But there's one player in particular who is not with us tonight, but embodies what this evening is all about. Hall of Famer Kevin Green. Tara Green is with us tonight. Tara, he was a special man who I had the privilege of coaching. He embraced life and his passion was exuded in everything that he did. He's left us in spirit tonight. But the game, but the game is about the players. For all you guys that played for me, I want to thank you for all your sacrifice, commitment, and trust. You know, as a coach, you ask people to trust. And what is trust? Trust is something as a coach you have to earn. Trust is unconditional, but trust can be powerful. And to each and every one of you, in whatever role you played, I want you to know it never went unappreciated. You are a reflection of our culture. To the coaches and support staff, to all the coaches who coached me, thank you for pushing me and believing me and teaching me. People like Chuck Amato, my linebacker coach at NC State. Thanks, coach. I know it was a handful of times, but you always set me straight. And to all the coaches who coached with me, I always said that NFL assistant coaches are teachers, and I learned from all of you. Thank you for your sacrifice, dedication, and loyalty. You know, coaching, like playing, is a brotherhood. You share the joys of winning, the frustrations of losing, and thrive on the next opportunity to do it again. During the season, we spend more time together than we do with our families. So I also want to spend a special thank you to the coach's spouses for running the home. It takes a special partner to be a coach's wife. And to the support staff, to the trainers and doctors, to the administrative assistants and front office and personnel departments. You lean on them. You can't operate without their expertise. And I want to thank for all you to be patient with me. But lastly, my family. It all started for me in Crafton, Pennsylvania. My mom and dad, Dorothy and Laird. Laird was called Bill, hence I was called Billy. And my two brothers, Dale and Doug. 
We were close family. Our schedules were formed around sports, games, and practices, and whatever summer jobs that we had. We had a special set of parents who loved each other, who pushed and supported their three boys unconditionally, and instilled the values that we live by today. Thanks, Mom and Dad. To my late wife, Kay, and our three daughters, Megan, Lauren, and Lindsay, we were a very insulated family. Kay was the rock. She was a great partner. And you three girls gave me the balance and perspective and drive to succeed. I just want to make you proud to say that I was your father. I love you guys and the woman you have become. And to my wife, Veronica, Queen V as she's known, thank you for all you bring to the family. We need a little music and harmony to blend this journey together. Thank you, and I love you. But last, I just want to say to my two main mentors, two individuals who have helped shape and mold me into the person I am today. First, Marty Schottenheimer, the only head coach I've ever worked for. He talked me out of playing in the coach when I had never coached before. He gave me the opportunity to be a defensive coordinator when I had never done it before. As a head coach, he won over 200 games in over 20 seasons. He had 14 assistant coaches to go and become NFL head coaches, four of which who have won a Super Bowl. He was a master motivator, a stickler to detail, and for him, it all started with preparation. This man has not only influenced the game, but he's influenced anybody who's ever played for him, coached with him, or coached against him. And I speak on behalf of many. Thank you, coach. You did so much for so many for so long. One day, you will be in the Hall of Fame. And I also want to say thank you to Pat Schottenheimer. Thank you, Pat, for all you did for Kay and I as you took us under your wing. And for your, Kristen, your father, was my first meeting with him was a Saturday morning basketball game of yours. He was coaching me through you, through, to you through me. So um, thank you for having a good game. Um, and last, the Dan Rooney and Rooney family. When I came to Pittsburgh at age at 34, I knew of the tradition and expectation of Pittsburgh Steelers, how I grew up there and saw what Chuck Nolan in the 70s Steelers did in revitalizing the Pittsburgh area. What I didn't know is how did it work on the inside? Who were the Rooneys? Well, in my 15 years as head coach, I grew in every aspect of my life. Dan was a visionary leader. He never missed a teaching moment and inspired those around him. The Rooney family core values were always about family, community, and just do the right thing. And isn't that what this Hall of Fame family is all about? Let's use this platform to make a difference. You know, winning was a byproduct of Dan Rooney's approach to embracing the process. And I'll leave you one last example. In 2005, prior to our historic run as the first six seed to ever win a championship, that Monday he came into me and Dan Rooney said and gave me these rosary beads. I said, Dan, I wasn't even, I'm not Catholic. Dan said to me without missing a beat, Coach, it doesn't matter. Every little bit helps. Well, Dan, I still have them today. And to those who unfortunately are not with us, my parents, Larry and Dorothy, my wife Kay, Marty Schottenheimer, 
and Dan and Pat Rooney. You are here in spirit. I feel you, I love you, and I hope you're as proud of me as I am of you. Thank you, Steeler Nation. Great stuff there from uh, Bill Cowher. Oh, yeah. Um, really uh, uh, some heartfelt stuff there. He said, you know, we talked to him a couple of weeks ago. He said that, that uh, Dan Rooney and Marty Schottenheimer were going to figure prominently into his sure did uh, into his speech, and they and they sure did. And they were the two people who gave him a chance. Yeah, as he right, said, right, the right. the only the only head coach that he ever coached under they was Marty Schottenheimer. Right, yeah. right. Uh, of course, Marty, a Pittsburgh area guy from McDonald, uh, PA. Um, and then, of course, uh, Dan Rooney took a shot on a 34-year-old coach who... It's a risky hire at the time. Absolutely. If yeah, you right. look back at it, I mean, he'd only been a coordinator for three years. Right, right. I mean, he It's kind of like the situation with or, Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Mike Tomlin had been a, a, a defensive coordinator for one year. Right, right. You know, it's pretty crazy. You sense a trend here. Absolutely. <laughs> and I love how Cower brought his speech to a conclusion, you know, with the rosary thing and all that. And one thing he really stressed that I think is of the utmost importance is culture. You know, he talked yeah. about it with his TV career as well as the Steeler career, culture, culture, culture. And that's super, super important. Yeah. Well, one other guy who's mentioned culture yeah. a little a little bit, it, it featured uh, prominently in his speech is Troy Polamalu. We're going to hear his speech when we right come back right after that. this, yep. he is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. If you missed this one, we're going to play it back for you so you get a chance to hear it. Everybody in Pittsburgh, every Steeler fan should hear this one for sure. Uh, we are live here in Canton, Ohio, uh, outside of uh, just outside of Tom Benson a Hall of Fame Stadium. Uh, we'll be back with more right after this. just heard Bill Cowher's Hall of Fame induction speech here. We, yeah, it was we great. Are, we are live here. That was, of course, last night, mm-hmm. uh, and a big night here for Steelers Nation. Uh, again, tonight will be another big night for Steelers Nation as yeah. Alan Fanica. There'll be a, a Hall of Fame tribute for Bill Nunn and, and some yeah, of the others cool that, that, weren't, that yeah. aren't with us any longer. Uh, so Steelers fans will enjoy that. Uh, of course, uh, you know, this, this is uh, a big night for the the Indianapolis Colts with with Peyton Manning, sure. Reggie Wayne, both going in. Raiders, the Raiders uh, yeah. with Charles Woodson. So it's uh, a lot of fun here tonight, uh, once again, and uh, just a great weekend oh, for the Steelers. I mean, starting Steelers with the the Hall right. of Fame game on Thursday night, right? Going into the induction ceremony last night, to kind of this being the capper tonight with Fanica going in. Um, Great weekend for Steeler fans. Great weekend for Steeler fans, and they're extremely well represented, enthusiastic, passionate about their team. It's amazing, and pretty passionate about this next guy too. They're very <laughs> passionate about this next guy, and you heard, you know, you heard the passion in his voice when he talked yeah. about this, and he, very he real. teared up a little bit, you know, at the beginning when he came out on the stage, and uh, you know, after being introduced by uh, by Dick LeBeau, and they went over and unveiled the. Uh, the Hall of Fame bust. They're right. I didn't think and the facial features were. I didn't think Cowers looked great. like him much, to be honest with you. But Troy's, I, I just noticed the hair. I, I yeah, that's all right. anybody was looking for. I liked how he hair. turned it around and showed the hair. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. But they do a great job with those. Uh, I, I don't want to. No, I'm yeah. not bashing them at I'm all. I'm not bashing right? that guy at all. I mean, that's hard. That's a hard. 
Imagine making all those busts for this year. For this year, right. Yeah, yeah they probably they pull some people out of the woodwork. But I'll come up and visit it In a pandemic, too. And, yeah, like, oh, Trying to way. get people in and out of, you know, you couldn't fly. No, uh, right, right. Necessarily. You sit down with these guys and sculpt their face or however the process is, yeah. too, you know. But, but uh, certainly it's it's very cool it, uh, one that Steeler fans will enjoy uh, going uh, for years to come, going to the Hall of Fame and uh, viewing over there. Uh, and there's a whole bunch of them there. They could just have their own Steelers wing. It really will. Yeah, and there's more coming. And, you know, right, it's yeah. good stuff. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic situation. And it's very fortunate that Pittsburgh's so close, too. You know, I mean, yeah. it, it, that people can get here. It works out really well. They can well. come for the day and even go home if they had to. Or, you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people spent the night and partied it up and had a good time and are still sticking around. Yeah, it went well into the night last night, though. The uh, induction yeah, ceremony late. lasted long after 10 o'clock. Tonight's will not last nearly that long. No, no. But uh, I did want to get back to uh, Troy Palomalu's induction ceremony speech last night. Again, if you haven't heard this yet, uh, you're gonna this, enjoy is, it. this is must-listen radio. You're going to want to hear this one. Um, I thought he kind of stole the show. I mean, there was a lot really of good did. ones, but yeah. I mean, he was the highlight. And yeah, Edger and James was good. Yeah, Jimbo, yeah. Jimbo Covert was good. But Troy Polamalu was the guy that everybody came out to see. I thought so. And, boy, there couldn't have been any more 43 jerseys in the stands Could either. not have been. Uh, yeah, it looked like a Steeler game. <laughs> right. so, let's hear from the man right. right here. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Congratulations to the class of 2020, class of 2021. And welcome back to uh, Felder Gold Jackets. Your presence, without a doubt, is most definitely felt. Thank you for being here. I love football. I love football. It was my entire life since as long as I can remember. I fostered an obsession with the game early on that I modeled after meticulous regiments of some of the greatest artists of the past. Dickens, Beethoven, Demosthenes. These great men were known to have a beast-like worth ethic, coupled with an unwavering ability to create until perfection, beyond what most believe the human body will allow. To me, that's what it takes from being ordinary to extraordinary. It is the willingness to push beyond what the brain says to the body is possible and create a new order of boundaries for oneself. It is the ability to learn from greatness around you and curate for yourself a unique version of their efforts. Football challenged me mentally, physically, and spiritually in a way that no other feature of life could. So I was hooked. I had to succeed in order to quench this desire where I knew I would have lived a life without direction. Thank you to everyone who has been a part of my journey to make this feat possible to give me the opportunity to live my passion fulfilled and finally rest knowing that I achieved my objective. I come from a culture where discipline, humility, and respect are not only the foundation to our survival, but the key to our existence. I am a first-generation American Samoan and proudly representing my family's lineage to America through the NFL. My Uncle Kennedy instilled in me 
who's a current running backs coach for the Minnesota Vikings. He instilled in me an authentic respect and passion for the game. His intensity has inspired not just me, but countless athletes to revere and love the game at all costs. Uncle, you're a true coach, not just in sport, but in life. My first real introduction to the NFL was at our first full padded practice when Heinz Ward and I hit. <laughs> Listen, it was my legs that subsequently buckled, and he held me up like a toddler and said, I'm not like any other wide receiver. No doubt, Heinz, I look forward to sharing the stage with you one day. My locker partner and mentor, unfortunately, was a Notre Dame running back, whose name doesn't need to be mentioned. Uh, Jerome, I know you wish you could have been here, but your life experience and knowledge spoke a language that I was accustomed to from my older brothers and cousins that looked out for me. Thank you so much. The patriarch of Steelers football, Joe Green. He defined a standard that we would all struggle to emulate decades later. When Joe was at the front office, the scouting department, elated for a defensive pro prospect, sought Joe's approval. He wouldn't give it because this prospect didn't properly retaliate when slapped. <laughs> this story planted deep in my psyche. When a rival opponent stood over me during the game, let's just say the NFL made more money that day. No matter how times have changed, as Coach Tomlin often says, the standard is the standard. <laughs> My rookie year was a challenge. I couldn't make a play of any significance. I recall reading the newspaper earlier in the season labeling me a first-round bust. When I vowed not to read any sports column hoping it would somehow change, Mr. Dan Rooney approached me for our very last game and said, don't pay attention to what they're saying about you. I think you're doing fine. I said, Mr. Rooney, they're still talking bad about me. <laughs> Coach Cower would teach us to embrace misery by forcing us to practice outside no matter the weather, recalibrating us to love the hot, humid camp days and bask in the bitter, cold frost of game days. He instructed us to embody the Yinzer spirit of hard work, humility, and toughness coupled with loyalty so that we could accurately represent the city of Pittsburgh. Thank you, Coach. Mike Logan, the starting safety my rookie year, shared his full knowledge of the game, wholeheartedly showing a level of humility that helped shape my career. Like many other teammates, his selflessness paved a greater opportunity for others at his own expense. It is unnatural in the most competitive environment to train your replacement, yet this is our culture, Steeler culture. These virtues I learned while playing for the Steelers are what make the legacy of the black and gold timeless. They are passed down in the locker room from the steel curtain to anyone who valiantly wears the black of gold. Creating a brotherhood that is deeper than money, business, and winning. To be a Steeler is to consider others before you consider yourself. To protect your brother even from himself. To give support at your own expense. And when wearing the black of gold suit of armor, make sure nobody desecrates it, disrespects it. Most importantly, we ourselves don't dishonor it. The only approval any Steeler should seek 
is to earn the approval from previous legends who have donned the black and gold. And if you've really earned their respect, they'll say, you could have played with us. <laughs> what I truly appreciate about the Steel Away is that at its core, it's the success of a family, a culture based on the essential virtues any person respects and honors. Humility, passion, resilience, service, and legacy. Being the youngest son, brother, cousin, and nephew leaves me with a lot of older siblings, moms, and dads. They have given me everything anyone could have possibly given, mentally, physically, and spiritually. I never had to ask for anything. I was nourished by everyone in every way. Living with different ethnicities, traditions, ideologies left me little to say or ask for. I've lived and learned from all my heroes. But like most young people, I also admired all these amazing athletes that have influenced their sport and culture, and even world history. Beautifully, divinely inspired lives where sports served as the pulpit. Patriarchs of culture and sport leaders. We all know and aspire to have those qualities. What better person teaches the game of football than defense, Hall of Fame defensive coordinator Dick LeBeau? Six of our 11 years together, our team led the NFL in total defense. To be drafted by Hall of Fame coach Bill Cower. To observe the development of another Hall of Fame coach and Mike Tomlin. I had a Hall of Fame college coach at USC. My strength conditioning coach was Marv Marinovich. And I even had Tom Brady's body coach, Alex Guerrero. <laughs> Some would say that I was destined for me to stand before you tonight and accept this achievement. I would agree. I received spiritual guidance from a saint, and for those who know my wife, Theodora, Theodora <laughs> truly understand how blessed I am. Baby, thank you. Seems so disingenuous. I love you. Please forgive me for not always being a Hall of Fame in every aspect of my life. Boys, the best thing I could do for you guys is love your mother. I love you guys, thank you. Thank you for holding me accountable. I'm a follower, everyone's little brother, nephew, son. I love God for my, I love and thank God for my life because I have all of you, my family, the biggest family in the world, Steeler Nation. Thank you. Boy, Matt, if you weren't moved by that speech. What a way to finish it up. I yeah. mean, that's awesome. I mean, that's why I wanted to play that one last, even yeah. though he wasn't last yesterday. And he was certainly never last oh. in the hearts of uh, Steeler fans. One of my most favorite players to watch just as a fan, and I'm sure a lot of people agree. I mean, just very unique player. And you've got to know him a little bit, a unique person, too, and background and all that. Absolutely. Yeah. And you heard him talk about some of that background, the, the aunts and the uncles and the, yeah. you know, the, the cousins. Everybody just and, looked after him over yeah. the years. Yeah, I mean, you, t you talk about a village raising a, a, a kid. It was really him uh, raising a child. Yeah. That was him. And he, as, he as he said, I was everybody's little brother, their, <laughs> right, their right. nephew, their, their son, you know, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, Uncle Kennedy. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And so uh, just a, a great, great speech and a great way to wrap it up. And, you know, they should play some, maybe play some of that back pregame a couple of times. Yeah. It wouldn't be a bad year. idea. Yeah. yeah get, get the, get the, the right vibes going and everyone understand and mix in a couple Troy plays there too, to get people fired up. Yeah. He's uh, awesome. Just a, a, a unique individual, a unique football player. Oh, without question. Uh, and a, a unique uh, just 
individual all the way around. I mean, mm-hmm. there's just it's no, so, I enjoyed it so interesting on and off the field. That, yep. uh, really know. neat perspective on life and, you know, and the way he played the game, too. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, great, cool. uh, great speech by him. Um, you, you heard, uh, you know, you saw the, the – the, the fans just go wild. Oh, sure. I, I mean, I think if you're doing top five all-time Steelers. Oh, he's in the top five. He's in the top five. Yeah. Like, maybe, he, you know, maybe he doesn't. Most popular. Yeah. About, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just everything about uh, his personality, his play on the field, the way he went about his business. Um, I mean, even my sister and wife that don't know much are like, who's the guy with the hair running around? Is yeah. Difference? But, you know, he just stands out. And just the off-the-field off the field stuff that he did that – wasn't talked about a lot mm-hmm. how he visited children's hospital and things of that nature that yeah you know he just didn't want to publicize it because he's a very private individual mm-hmm. but doesn't um, mean it didn't happen oh it happened and it happened a lot um so yeah just a uh, great uh, great way to end the, the show it is. um we'll see how alan fanica can follow that one up <laughs> in, a little tonight, bit, in a little while here tonight uh, of course uh, we got uh, the induction ceremony uh for the 2021 hall of fame class uh, starting at seven o'clock tonight uh, you can stay right here on these airwaves to uh, hear some of that. Uh, we'll have uh, Tom Offerman and Wes Euler following us yeah, up, up here on these on very that. airwaves. But for my partner, Matt Williamson, I'm Dale Lally. We thank you for listening to this special edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970.